Pushing the button again. Okay. Starting that whole thing over. Dramatic lightning. <laughs> <laughs> Pushing the button. Full house today. Oh, wow. Everybody got that? Jeez Louise. <laughs> <laughs> Going again. Roll it. <laughs> Are you excited, Mrs. Ryan? Still, Take two. Still nervous. I mean, that really helped. <laughs> there we go. All right. Bring it in here. Come on in the oh studio. My. Hello, everybody. Hello. Hello. Hi, Mrs. Ryan. Hi. I'm happy to be doing a show back with Me you here. Too. It's only been, I guess we did almost every day last week, but right up to the end there, and it felt like three days off seems like uh, we haven't done this in a million years. I know. Same here. Busy morning also. I mean, <laughs> it's just... <laughs> You know what? I may go back to the coffee. Because I, <laughs> so, I didn't have any this morning, and we have had a day already. Yeah. It's great, though. Um, all right. I'm really excited because of the name that everybody saw up there. Tony Fishman is here from Telefunken. Finally, 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 we can talk all about Telefunken. Um, and then beyond that, like I said, we've had a day already. I went and got new tires on Yellow Car. What and, day is it? Oh, shit. We haven't even started the show. <laughs> I was going to get to that. I was trying about all the stuff I did before. Welcome back, everybody. Today is Tuesday, January 22nd, 2019. My name is Jay Ryan. This is Nicole Ryan. We are the Ryans, and it's tonight's show. That's right. It's tonight's show. We're trying new things. We're trying new things. <laughs> what a day. <laughs> We're trying new things. Yeah, I love it. I, I hate saying, and this is, it's tonight's show, because okay. then it's more, you know what I mean? It's kind of like, yeah. it's overselling the it's. Yeah. But it's tonight's show. Great. Hey, everybody. That's okay. It's tonight's show. Relax. Know. It's tonight's show. Take it easy. It's tonight's show. You know cool. what I mean? Yeah, I'm, I'm sensing a new. I think we're birthing a new ad campaign, perhaps. Cool. Relax. Ellipsis. It's tonight's show. Cool. I like it. I'm gonna make t-shirts. Oh man. Hell of a day. Shall we get it right on? Uh, right on started here, Mrs. Ryan. I'd like to do the hellos. Okay. I have two things I'd like to talk about. Do you have anything to talk about for the hellos? Um. No, I'm so nervous. I'm going to stop saying that, but that's my hello note. <laughs> Are you more it. nervous because Tony from Telefunken is here or because we have a vlogger in the house Here's as well? The deal. Jordan, Jordan, what's your what's your vlog? What's your address? How do people find you? Uh, Days with Jordan the Lion on YouTube and it's D-A-Z-E. Days with Jordan the Lion on YouTube and it's Days Z-E. D-A-Z-E. D-A-Z-E. Yeah, Z-E. Yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> so do you know which one it is? Are you more... I think honestly, I think Jordan. No yeah. offense, Tony, but I think Jordan for We're sure. We're not used to having like camera people here, and there's like a guy with a camera. And I was telling you before, like I'm used to dealing with not awesome people in that line of work sometimes from my old life, and he's oh, you amazing mean well because of the Jordan level guy. of talent you used to work with, people were always trying to get for one whatever over on reason. Him. The people that were doing the videotaping, the vlog, and the interview stuff were not always as gracious and loving as this man has been, and like. I'm just, I'm so tickled and blown away by the whole bit. I think it's making oh. me nervous. Mrs. Ryan, I love it, and I appreciate you being honest. Thanks. Sharing it with everybody. Well. All right, then I want to talk about two things. One, the Grand Tour is back. Hallelujah. Oh, man, that's awesome. For me, it's a big deal. I miss those guys. Yeah, same. You know what I mean? The show is the show, but I miss the guys. Because when they're not on the show, they're making the show, and then, you know, they're somewhere else. Yeah, I miss them, too. 
Um, we watched the first episode the other day. I thought it was great. I thought it felt like the old Top Gear. What did you think? Yeah, that's a really good description. It did feel like the old Top Gear. By that, I mean there was no hoopla. Everybody just showed up for work and did their car show. You know what I mean? There was no like there was no pop underlying... and circumstance and expectations and it cost this much money and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. The tent's going to be where? There was no hoopla. It was just blah, blah, blah. Here's our guys. Here's what they do best. And they had fun with it. And it They was... looked like they were having a good they time. They looked like they were having a good time. Yeah. You're that's right. What it, that's You're right. What it was. I think that's it. It made it really fun to be part of when you watched it. Yeah. That makes a difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, all right. And with that, I'm going to play one other clip. <laughs> <laughs> or I'm going to play a clip of one other show that also just got released on Amazon Prime this weekend. Oh, no. I'm very excited about so it. Excited. <laughs> I, don't know I was watching one. it in bed late <laughs> last night, and I texted this to Mrs. Ryan because I thought it was great. So see if you can figure out what show it is, and if not, um, I'll tell you after. Roll it, hell. <laughs> Check it out! It's got everything. It's got four-wheel drive, 150 horsepower, a propeller, it's got a marine compass, a fish finder, an echo sounder, it's got a killer stereo system. Hey, about the only thing it doesn't do is talk. Definitely talk? <laughs> this is so funny. Come on. They put Baywatch on uh, Amazon. I know. You told but me. But they that. remastered. They did a 30th anniversary Baywatch all remastered <laughs> with the new music composed and everything. I thought it was a riot. And I put it on as a joke. And I forgot that the show is actually ridiculously entertaining. <laughs> it's got something for everybody. Yeah. Yes, it does. No. I, mean, <laughs> I didn't mean like that. <laughs> I mean, like, there's life-saving that they take really seriously, and then there's slow-motion beach running that is all tongue-in-cheek, and this, everything that you saw, what, doesn't have a talking car? Come on, that's a riot. Yeah, Night Rider, No, that's super funny. I, I, the, you, I when you told it me hysterical. It's Grand hilarious. And Baywatch. And all I, th- all, all I could think of in my head was that Friends episode when they're, like, I think it's one where Joey moves out, and they call, him and Chandler call each other, and they watch the opening of Baywatch, and it's, yes, me, please. <laughs> oh, they're running in slow motion, sure. That's so funny. That just made me so happy. <laughs> All right, Mrs. Ryan, let us check in with the East Coast feed. Yeah. We'll keep a, a nice Connecticut theme here. All right. Uh, between myself and the Telefunken crew and our Danbury Chivers. So let's go over here, and I don't know where to start. There are like six of them. I'm not going to play them all today. (laughs) There are five of them, actually. But um, I do want to – let's start in here because I have something to say about it. I think it's ridiculous. Let's play it. Roll it. (laughs) East Coast Feed, part one, snowstorm awaiting the Northeast. Hey, Brooks here. Hi. So uh, Brooks already, uh, yeah, so she'll be like officially moved in, what, in March, March right? Yeah. March. So that, that's the thing. Um, I just got yelled at by my cousin Noelle for not telling her about how serious we are, because obviously we are, and as you see, and, and the world actually sees on YouTube. What am I talking about? <laughs> anyway, the point of this whole story here, Mr. Ryan, is behind Brooke, you will see your Papa's on chair. Okay. Yes, it's a, I'm sorry. It, it's a different cover than what you have, but it's still your chair. Go ahead. Um, either you're going to get a really big package in two weeks because I'm going to ship it back to you 
Or we're going to make another East Coast feed about me throwing it in the dumpster. <laughs> See, because she has something she wants to put there, and I said, well, one of the papas on his left. So that was it. So I want to make sure if you wanted it back, totally cool. I would ship it. If you don't, not a problem. No big deal. But we love you, Mr. and Mrs. Ryan. East Coast feed, part one of the snowstorm awaiting. Oh, yeah. Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs> I mean, come on. All right. First of all, I love them. I love them both. I love them both. Yeah. Brooke, I don't know you, but I love you. Yeah. No, I don't want that horrible chair. All right. There's a few things with it. By the way, I'm not judging anybody <laughs> who likes those chairs. That's actually a really good expensive one. It actually articulates and stuff. It's not the one from Pier 1. But it's still a Papazon chair. Speaking of friends from the 90s, here's the, here's the history on that thing. I told him when I <laughs> – he's had it since I moved to Los Angeles in 1999. Okay. Let's start there. I told him back then I didn't want it back. It wasn't mine to begin with. It was my. It was like what? it was Phyllis's boyfriend's. That you know when they broke up, she got it, and then blah blah blah, and then eventually I got it when I moved out or something like that. You know what I mean? Like there is no stinking Rip, connection to that it. thing. Take Throw a video it of that. away. Like, burn burn it. it. Give it to. I mean, donate it would be the ideal thing uh, if anybody would want it. But it's so big and heavy, I can't even imagine. Like it doesn't come apart like the pure ones do because it's a big articulating base. It's ridiculous. Yeah, we had a Throw pure one. Away, we had a pure one at my house, and uh, <laughs> I sat in it a lot. And uh, um, yeah, get rid of it. We don't need that shit. All right, uh, <laughs> but check it in. Uh, they were getting ready for the snowstorm, I think they said. So oh. let's uh, check in with the second part there. Roll it, hell. Mister, Mrs. Ryan, part two of the snow-filled Danbury. As you can see outside, there's not much going on. It's a little bit of dusting, and like nothing's really happening. Brooke's falling asleep. There she is, right there. Mike's over there. What Say up? hi, Aguilina. What up, what up? Hi, Aguilina. We're just hanging out watching animated movies because what else is there to do? We order Domino's. That's the real exciting thing happening on the East Coast when it's not snowing. Well, except for what? Like a dusting. Like a dusting. It's like shit. Anyway, and then Happy. things like that, and then she's gone. There we go. Love you guys. Bye. Give you a better update if we get real snow. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> update you if we get real snow. Didn't they get pummeled? Yeah. Niagara I, Falls froze. That's what I heard. <laughs> it's not warm there. There's yeah, no, you snow. can't drive in Connecticut. I, th- I heard it was awful. It was no. Blizzard-like conditions. That's what now, I All read. the telephone guys are nodding as well. But you guys got out of town, no problem. Okay. When did you leave? Yesterday. So this was before the storm? This was... Before the storm, yeah. It's uh, 20 below zero right now. Holy oh. smokes. <laughs> okay, no, guys. Thanks. He just Don't said it was it. 20 below zero right now in Connecticut. No, thank Good you. Good grief. That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> I'm from upstate New York. Like, we had lake effect snow and ice storms and shit, but, like, that sounds awful. Yeah, it, it does. Uh, one more East Coast feed. This is a quick one, Mrs. Ryan. Jeez. From, I believe, last night. Roll it hell. This is Ryan. This is Brooke and I. East Coast feed. We're live from Harlem. We're at the Red Rooster here in Harlem. We're feeling some good music. We got some people dancing with us. Because they're feeling the music as well. Brooke is exposed to Manhattan uh, on a random Monday night. First love got to do with it. We got a little Tina Turner playing. Plus, I used to love East Coast Speed from NYC. Even, even better music is coming on. Just let me know. And Nicole, I was serious. It's happening. Happening. Who's in next Uh, What? Where were they? I don't know, but the end was Nicole. It's happening. He was talking to you, and then he said something about next month. What? Oh. Do you guys? Do you? Are you guys planning something? Zero do you know something idea. that I don't know? Brooke and I are not friends on Facebook, even, so I have no oh. idea what he's talking about. So we really don't know what he's talking about. Zero. 
oh, okay. I thought for sure you guys had something worked out because <clears throat> he was trying to visit and we we're, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on. At I, no, I, no. All right. I'll have to trust you on that one. Excited to hear what maybe is happening. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, Mrs. Ryan, it's time to ask the question then that is on everyone's mind. Da, 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 da. Da, da, da. What's going on, Mrs. Ryan? Okay, this is super cool to me. I hope it's super cool to everyone. Um, I think the the article I'm going to talk about is really small, but there's like lots of ways you can expand on it. So, okay, um, sounds interesting. New research is exploring the role that memory is playing with our food consumption and choices. Oh, I love this. Yes. Um, older research really focused on the limbic system, like the hippocampus and the hormones and like how your body's How do you made make a hormone? Hey, oh. Uh, um, that the old research really focused on that, like what f- physiologically triggers you to want a certain kind of food and you know, blah, okay. blah, blah. This newer study, this newer research that they're starting to explore is with the frontal and prefrontal cortex, is which it? is... There's this. Uh, That's not the lobe. It's it's in front. The limbic system. Someone I I didn't make this up. I'll talk about it later. But like this is the limbic system, which is the old stuff. This is the brain stem. This is the first part of the brain, and the frontal cortex goes over it. We all need to know what you're doing first. So you're going to make a brain and a brainstem with your fist here? Brainstem is here. But now that you're doing that, and we know that that's what you're doing, yeah. Is that okay? Great. Now let's give us the map. Brainstem, okay. limbic system is your thumb, okay. and that's the old stuff, like okay. the hormones and all that. Would nonsense. there technically be two of these together, or is it just the one? Um, I think there's technically two, but it cuts at your knuckle, basically, and Got they're it. together. And then the frontal cortex is what is the newest part of the brain that ties it all together. So when you get stressed out or you have like uh, cortisol or something, this part goes up, so it disconnects. Really? Almost fight or flight, like your brain goes into... Interesting. That's where this lives in here. So when this part's not connected, this has full reign. The old part of your body and system that's like triggered by hormones and shit. Okay. uh, Runs the roost. Um, So, But now they're researching how this part um, integrates with like stimuli and like what you intake and like what Whoa. your memory is. And so like what you see on TV, who you're talking to, what you're doing, what those habits are, like what the context and setting is for when you eat things plays a role, not just like what does your body crave to survive? Interesting. Yeah, it's so neat. Um, so I'll do more looking into that, And but awesome. I love that they're talking about it. I like that you're talking about it, Thanks. letting us know. Um Going back, though, what like a little bit to where this all kind of starts, though, like studying the old part of the brain, this part, um, what they're finding in lizards is that trauma and brain response is genetically imprinted. So this part of the brain is like passed down. And so it's finding that. I agree with that. Yeah. Because I, I, agree, I believe that we inherit our uh, trauma from uh, other people. You know what I mean? They, yeah. They've lived their lives and formed their personalities based on the trauma that they've experienced. Yes. It's part of the ingredients that makes their soup. So this makes perfect sense to me. It's part of what makes the soup. I, but the thing that I found so fascinating about this is like expand out, take the from the first study and like go farther with the lizard brains of like that get, gets passed on. But now we have the frontal cortex to like integrate thought with hormones and like in your body, whatever. Um, 
and they're finding that the not only is can the trauma be is passed down, but it's more so the response that your body builds up to trauma, which right. is the immune system foundation. So if you're measures, right? But if you like it, what what I took from this is like basically if you're present with whatever trauma is going on, and you like absorb it or digest it or whatever, and get rid of the nonsense. You're saving future generations that trauma. What you're saying, Mrs. Ryan, is spend some time up here, work yes. your shit out, and make the next generation healthier. Yes. Yes. And, and I, you, in this generation, will be much, much happier. That's you'll a be happier. Guarantee. And one of the things I'm going to make real is social genetics, and I because I think that plays a role, like how you are with other people. Sure. So not just like what you pass down, but like what you bring into the these circumstances. Are, these are all ingredients in the soup. I agree. Yeah. So... Heads up on that. Um, this this might be going on, and this might have been going on for a while, but this is the first I read about like a foray of human and robotic boundaries and interactions. Ooh, okay. Um, the Amazon warehouse workers. Oh, man. Did you read it? Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> it's just Wally to me. You got to totally. wear a special belt if you work at Amazon so that you don't get run over by robots. Yeah, because they're changing literally the whole setup of the warehouses because they used to have it so that like sensors were built into certain squares where like humans worked and like robots would go around it. And, exactly. And now they're like, well, humans now they're have fully to autonomous. Fix robots and like they might need to like cut through areas so humans should wear these belts <laughs> that have sensors in them it's so the equivalent like, of a hard hat in, totally. a, in a falling something area this is like a, you got to wear this you basically have to wear a transmitter so that a robot thinks oh there's another robot or there's a robot looking human over there and they can see them sooner and recalculate their yeah. route yeah. <laughs> that's nuts well, generally speaking robots weigh more than we do too you know what i mean so everything oh, does yeah. take more time to yeah. maneuver I didn't think about that. I just think it's a little nuts. It's probably the way of the future, but it sounds nuts to think that they're building and constructing warehouses based on robots versus humans. Or like, yeah. You're just wear the best. And then lastly, to keep the <laughs> Connecticut theme alive, oh, I, love it. I did Let's not it. even know. But uh, Melissa Etheridge is helping make Mystic Pizza a musical. No kidding. Yes. How about the 1988 that? movie that I didn't know about until you... Uh, is set in Connecticut. You didn't know about that movie? I think I'd heard of it, but I hadn't Do seen I it. Do I only know about it because I grew up there? There's so much stuff no, like that. It's 1988. I think I just was on a weird age cusp where like, oh, I, see. I missed it. But I mean, it's not that great a movie to begin with, but if you were of whatever the it's age a great those coming girls of were age at the story. time, exactly, then if, you, if it hit you at that time, I think it's very relatable. Totally. And I love that like they're bringing it to Broadway so they can expand the base of stories that we know from the classics and stuff. We've been there. It's great pizza. Great. It's where I learned about spaghetti and pizza together. I love it. <laughs> Is that true? I think I it did it by grottos, myself. I believe, but it was the same trip. <laughs> but like they they had it on a special. It was Thursday and like that was a thing. I do remember that yeah. spaghetti pizza. You're right. Yeah. That's so funny. Super neat. It I love it. It was the same trip and then you went and replicated it mm-hmm. down in Rome yes, Beach. that's exactly. So is that see, it? That's it, Mrs. Ryan. That was awesome. That's okay. been what's going on. From Rockefeller Center in New York. <laughs> My goodness. All right, Mrs. Ryan. Yeah. 
It's time to, uh, we've all been waiting for this. We've been trying to get this guy in here for months. He has uh, allowed us to broadcast in the way that we have been lately, thanks to all of this beautiful Telefunken gear. In a few minutes after this break, Tony Fishman from Telefunken Microphones, Motorsports, we're going to talk about the whole bit. Tony from Telefunken will be here. More to come right after this. Can't wait. I, I love the colorful clothes you wear. And the way the sunlight plays upon her head I hear the sound of a gentle On the wind that lifts her perfume through the air I'm picking up good vibrations She's giving me the excitations I'm backing up back 
That's awesome. it. We're here with Tony from Telefunken. Awesome. What's Finally. happening, man? Tony Fishman is here, everybody. Yay! So good to be out here and escape that uh, that freeze going on back east. Yeah? <gasps> you said, well, you said 20 below? Yeah, we like escaped. Right? Yeah, well, probably with the wind chill or something. It's so I think cold. The moment I got on the plane, I got a photo. It was like two degrees. Um, my my wife and child are snowed in. <laughs> oh, I bet, <laughs> iced, right? Iced in, iced in. So what's it like? I mean, what's what's it what's it been? You guys got out just before the storm, right? Yeah. yeah. But this storm is all over the news, even out here. So it's a big deal. <laughs> yeah, we only had one storm in November, and this year has been like really mild for snow. So second storm of the season, sort of, and uh, really affected the whole Jeez. whole northeast again. Yeah. <sighs> Taking it down. All right. Well, you're here. You're here for Nam. We should probably start with that, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Officially speaking, that's your why you're here. Yeah, yeah. Just as a sidebar, can you tell me what Nam is? <laughs> uh, yeah. Nam is the National Association of Musicians Merchants. Oh. Uh, that's what the uh, what it stands for. Um, they uh, gather um, in Anaheim each year uh, in January, and we it's all sort of. Uh, um, industry manufacturing uh of professional audio um, is it at a convention center or yeah something? at the convention okay. center uh, anaheim convention right everyone has a, a booth and um kind of shows their new products and okay. talks uh to uh resellers and uh different uh distributors um and it's a really great place to network cool. and meet uh meet sort of the people behind the gear i would equate it to comic-con for for yeah, that's uh, I was audio reproduction. Mm-hmm. Give you know this type of gear. It's 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 just as stinking big. And it's um, I used to go when I was a kid with FVP Productions. My, my ch- <laughs> absolutely <laughs> used to go to CES and Nam. But Nam used to be in a different place. It used to be Vegas. Um, well, there, there used to be. Um, uh, they do the um, AES, and AES used to move back and forth, usually between New York and San Francisco. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Uh, the Javits Nam Center. is sort of always been Anaheim. Okay. Um, however, now I think AES is partially rolled into nam um but uh it's getting bigger and uh we hope to have a lot of traffic through there and i saw pictures of I, that couldn't have been your booth maybe it was a booth from the past but it looked big and you had the big uh telephone sure. logo hanging from the ceiling and everything that, yeah last year last that was uh, we went big nice. that's pretty cool <laughs> i mean that, it looked like you could see that from everywhere in the place so yeah that's that was the first time we uh we had uh, a cloud or a hanging uh uh, logo over the booth it was so pretty cool. well received being that that's what you're actually here for we're going to talk about so much stuff and i've got a list here so that we, we won't miss anything and i don't care about time so when you have to go is when we have to stop um or when we're done but i i would do want to cover nam exactly what are you are you launching anything at nam this year what is your presence yeah um this year uh we have some some new products we're going to be launching an alchemy series um, in the past, we had something called RFT, which was sort of our affordable st- home studio, project studio microphones. Um, is that like the stuff that we're using here, or is this um, well, not these, that stuff? We're using Dynamics, which okay. are more for, for um, broadcast and stage. Um, but mm, the project studio realm where uh, uh, a lot of uh, um, people want the sound of our diamond series microphones but ah. you know, we, we have to try to affordability from that standpoint we, i understand we use all the same ingredients in a way and a lot of the same transformers and tubes and have 
you know, hand assembled and we build everything in Connecticut by hand. And basically there are two production, three production teams now um, doing the Diamond Series range, which are the, the more expensive, uh, uh, historically accurate um, microphones. And then the uh, RFT is um, sort of, um, we did this, um, the whole Telefunk and trademark story is uh, um, involved. Um, how I was able to acquire the trademark. I was, I, I'm hoping you'll tell that here today. I don't know if you want to tell it right yeah. now or we'll get into it, but th- this is your show. We are so excited you to, know, that you're here. It's, it's really a, a miracle and um, uh, really enjoy doing what we do. We have a great team back in Connecticut putting the products together. Um, in a little over 15 years, we went from you know three or four key individuals to a company of 30. Um, wow. So that's operating crazy growth. Thirty thousand square feet. I was so going to say you just you just uh, increased. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this, but new, that was a big deal, right? Yeah, yeah. The <laughs> it, it's it's been a big deal, and, and it's and it's allowing so it's allowing us to 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 be, uh, you know, uh, do some things. We're we're trying to make some of those uh, the RFTs sort of going to become this alchemy series, and they're going to get. Um, made a little lighter so they're a little easier to ship um, mm. they can be uh, built a little easier um, and um, we'll hopefully be able to pass the savings on to our customers that that want to have a telefunken microphone in their studio but you know can't afford essentially one of our top of the line so it'll make it a little bit more accessible to people yeah mm. I mean they all in have a way. that telefunken that that warm you know uh, sound and and uh, it's it's um, interesting to see we're opening up sort of the middle of the range if you yeah. will and that's I'm fantastic in, in, in the future we'll be able to build a lot more microphones that are sort of in between that project studio range and our top of the line we have incredible amount of room for growth there sounds and, fantastic. Uh, are you excited? Yeah, I, re- I really am. <laughs> okay, good. It's okay, all, good. Don't hide it. All, all starting to It's click, a really you know? neat space to yeah. dive into and to be part of, like, your side of things and ours and whatever. I but, agree. like, it's super neat that you can, that you have the co- capability to expand in the middle like that. Yeah, my family has um, been a big part of that. And um, the building, you know, is something that's been, uh, it's a family-owned property. So, so we should start. You're born and raised in Connecticut, also, right? Like yeah, me. Yeah. And uh, were you from South Windsor? Were you? Um, I I was uh, born in Hartford. Uh, I grew up in West Hartford. Okay. I soon moved to Simsbury. I lived in Simsbury for a little while, and then moved to Farmington. Um, and I've been in Farmington for where, about where? ten years. Farmington Give me a is barometer. Uh, um, uh, Farmington Valley. Um, is just near uh, about I think it's about nine miles outside Hartford city, city limits, the beginning of the suburbs there. Oh, okay. South though, right? Um, it is north. Uh, oh, it w- is northwest of oh, wow. Hartford. There you oh, go. okay. See, I cool. northwest too. of Hartford. I've driven through it, but who the heck can remember? Up the ninety-one. Um, yeah, we're uh, <laughs> well. Telefunken is located off the two ninety-one corridor, um, which. Um, is uh, kind of more of an industrial area, sort of the other side of town. Cool. And um, a lot of great manufacturing around there. 
Um, Other than you guys? Well, you know, we do what we do by using a lot of New England manufacturing, a lot of CNC oh, shops and cool. injection mold houses and uh, places to get, you know, spring and tiny metal parts made. So it's, you're not just assembled in Connecticut. You truly, your parts and everything no, else, that your products are detail. made in Connecticut. We really haven't cut any corners. We really That's important do things the say, way they need to be done. And, um, you know, especially with the Diamond Series microphones, I've really hunted down the right people to be making each individual part um, wow it, it took took quite a while I and mean, that's really the miracle of telefunken is it kind of all grew out of a broken switch of all things well so we should maybe start there and then to why you went down that road to re- resurrect this company absolutely all right so let's hear it what's the broken switch and so what how'd you fix it uh you know, for for years I traveled around and uh, was doing stuff in music, and along the way I kind of started collecting microphones. And sort of the story goes is that uh, along the way I I able to acquire a couple original Telefunken 251 microphones. What were you doing? Um, I don't I, know your good question. I Very was, good question. Uh, at the time building a home recording studio, but um, I was in Nashville and I learned about Warner Brothers Reprise Records at the yeah. time going out of business and a friend of mine was like well you should maybe put in a bid for their microphones and i bought a uh on a whim i bought a a huge microphone collection and the realization when i received uh it was about 300 microphones from Um, nashville yeah that's awesome i'm sure varied conditions in varied conditions and some of them needed to be restored and some it's a storied history in nashville with music and and that was sort of the the, the, the mother of invention if you will in that I um, got a crash course in vintage microphones, and I hear what you're saying though. The story behind who recorded on all those microphones mm-hmm. over the years is probably unbelievable. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I was kind of um, uh, pushing the the limits if I could, and and uh, I went out and when parts weren't available, I went out and recreated the parts so I could restore the microphone. Most people awesome. would rob from Peter to pay Paul or find a, that's what eBay's for. You to, betcha. Yeah. You know, and, and there was a huge, for a long time, uh, I had a business called vintage tones, which was solely microphone focused. And I, are I, you I vintage loved, tone? Uh, vin- <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Apostrophe S. Yeah. 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 So, so, you know, we, we, um, for many years were selling other companies, microphones and, um, Along the way, I found these Telefunkens and learned that they suffered the same Achilles heel in that the heat from the vacuum tube inside the microphone would vulcanize the plastic and eventually the pattern selector switch, you know, just under the head grill would, would fail. And um, I kept going and meeting people who had microphones and we were always kind of comparing 251s, uh, the sound. And everyone had the same problem. So I said, I'm going to make the the switch again. And it was really, I really just wanted in the beginning to make just the switch. And as soon as I got... Was that for you so that you could have a sense of accomplishment? What was your reasoning to even do that? Or just, there's a problem, I I need to solve it. It was a problem I needed to solve it. The microphones were worth so much, they deserved being repaired. That makes sense. You know, a vintage original is, you know, $15,000 or $20,000. It's the real top end of the vintage microphone market. That's what Tommy King, I don't know if you know him, he was here a couple days ago. He used to play for uh, Marin 5 and stuff. He's into different bands now, but he has some vintage telefunkens. This is the type of things that he was talking about that we were like, just sort of dancing around like it was no big deal 
Yeah, I had no idea. The vintage stuff is unbelievable. So from this switch and the relationship with the Plastics House in Marlboro, Connecticut, um, who helped me recreate all of those parts, um, we started making 251 parts again. And mm. I went actually to, I don't know if it was an AES or, I think it was AES, not NAM, uh, the first year. It was about 2000. And I had these switch parts and I kind of showed them to a few key individuals and they were like, Oh my God, <laughs> you have these parts. We can finally fix these microphones. And it's like, imagine having how many just, cars you could put back on the road. Theoretically, know, if all of a sudden that one part got You're made. like magic. <laughs> what you did. It, it, um, brought me to LA. I, um, cool. Uh, in Oh four, I came to LA for uh, about a year. I was living here and, um, through a relationship with Alan sides and ocean way studio. Um, and another long story about Joni Mitchell and a fire that had happened what? with one of Alan's microphones. There was actually um, a fire damage 251 that I was able to restore for Alan. That was damaged by Joni Mitchell? Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, pretty cool, man. So, <laughs> gave him back part that's of his pretty life. Cool. Like, I mean, you're just such a... <laughs> so all this stuff started happening. And, and, uh. and, and the way this happened was is I started uh, into these couple little projects restoring the Joni uh, Allen Sides Michael, uh, microphone and and then um, was contacted by a friend of mine um, who was like, well, wouldn't you like to do this as Telefunken? And I was like, well, how is that? How could that possibly be possible? How is that going to be possible? So um, through the relationship with a guy named Oliver, um, I learned of uh, how the original company had been out of business for quite some time and that they hadn't renewed or ever really registered the diamond-shaped logo in the U.S. So oh. Oliver registered... Which is, for those looking at the screen right now, is right... To, well, it's on your shirt, I yeah. guess, as well, but right down there. Oliver uh, registered the mark and sold me the diamond shape without the word Telefunken. So I had the logo without the word Telefunken. And so I it had began, the square and the lightning bolts, everything, just no word. Correct. Okay. And I began making actual replica recreations of those microphones again and then i you know had an attorney basically tell me well put the word telefunken back in the box yep. and start selling baby microphones steps. and baby steps creating <laughs> use in commerce again yep. for the first time get so established early in 2001 we started selling the 251 again and um yeah it's just been an amazing series of events since then um, and progressively building uh, better microphones and um, really reaching a lot of artists and uh, the connections with the music is a miracle within a miracle in that we get to get to really supply microphones to bands. We really love, love what they do. You were excited about you know. two folks who sat in those two chairs a long time ago. We yeah. were talking about just before we started Jerry Garcia, Bob yeah. Weir. Uh, not bad. <laughs> that stuff means something to you that stuff means something to yeah. me too we yeah. feel it nobody other nobody, nobody other people can't see it it's not tangible yeah but it's energy it's vibrations there's something going on there yeah they, they levitated him in 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 this chair <laughs> that Is was that the, true? the parlor trick is that you, right you know about this no uh letterman was like well, we're gonna do a parlor trick tonight and um bob don't you don't you know some power uh, parlor tricks and Bob's like yeah and there's a whole a whole clip on it holy they, uh, cow they lift Garcia up I guess four guys in the studio like grab him and lift him 
up just with like two fingers and then they like it was pretty heavy and awkward and then they like do something over his head and they lift him again and he goes like right up and, and it's jerry they floated yeah oh, oh my wow. gosh that's amazing out of the, yeah out of the chair it's gotta be a yeah so clip. i mean obviously you know so, magic so the reason why uh i you know that's uh connects to me is that you know uh you when i said i was traveling a lot of my travels were in, with music you know following bands like the grateful dead and max creek and fish um you followed the you know, dead yeah I know quite, a quite bunch a of people that did. It's so I love meeting people about, that did. About 1985 to 1995, oh. during that period, I was, uh, you know, kind of going and seeing shows and traveling around and recording and taping a lot of a lot really? of a lot a dead, dead shows. Did you have the big stick and the whole oh, thing? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh was, my gosh! You remember when we went and saw the the, the uh, whatever the Hollywood Bowl? Yeah, John Mayer. With John and, Mayer and, yeah. yeah. What's it called now? Dead and Company. Yeah. We went and saw them, and all those people with the big sticks. Yeah, they kept getting asked to take them down. Yeah, yeah that's what that's what they. But were you doing were like recording. the OG. Well, I, one of there, there used there to be there were tape recorders quite at the a end few. of those sticks, and, and right? I, I got started late, but um, I was nicknamed. Um, I, I like always had this big thing about gear and like bringing the best microphones I could bring and vintage tone, of yeah, course. I yeah, bet. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like a whole East Coast West Coast continuum of like. Uh, competition within the tapers and i got nicknamed the armada <laughs> the armada the armada yeah because of the amount of equipment yeah, you would bring I mean, yeah the less is more thing was something i didn't i didn't learn early on <laughs> i don't know what you mean at all <laughs> <laughs> you know you could do a podcast with an iphone right <laughs> so, so i i relate go ahead it's amazing how we all connect and you know through that scene um um, as Telefunken began, we got involved with a, a music festival that was in Bridgeport, Connecticut, um, Gathering of the Vibes. Really? No kidding. Years after 95. Gathering of the Vibes. The Come on, of, man. Where did they used to do the, it? Uh, they used to do it at Seaside Park. In, in By the Bridgeport. Polka Dot play, Playhouse. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they rebuilt that bridge? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> when I was a kid, there was an arson fire, and they burned the bridge down. Yeah, there was uh, P.T. Barnum's uh, big site down there. And uh, so... You know, the that festival kind of um, was something where uh, we developed our dynamic microphone sort of on the stages of being in the festival, you know, crowd and really bringing each year kind of a different flavor and finding out what people really liked and, and refining them along over a few period of years. And the dynamic stuff has been doing, uh, the, I should call it stuff, but... It's beautiful stuff. <laughs> We're very happy. Still stuff. With the yeah. dynamic stuff. And uh, it's, it's, uh, it's a great, uh, great product. And uh, really, um, I think it's uh, amazing that so much has grown out of what was a music scene that I, I still love going and recording music and being part of that scene. And, um, you know, that's where the connection is between the, the artists and uh, the audience. Mm-hmm. And... Um, the technology to deliver you know uh and it, you're bridging gaps again you're, you're you know what i mean between the artist and the audience um, and it makes a big deal and like i knew or a difference and like i knew a little bit about the sound quality of stuff but like you take it to a whole new level and like just the way you do with talk shows and pop, like you take it to another level like it's really incredible what you give people I've been known to kind of jump down the rabbit hole, uh, <laughs> um, and and with Telefunken very much so like that. Um, it, it is uh, something I love wholeheartedly, and um, 
you know that's clear it's your passion mm-hmm. yeah. this is a passion this is not a job i had an idea to get rich quick it's not this is you you believe this stuff right i, I found it or it found me and i believe that uh you know i'm here for a reason to you know spread good vibrations and and make sure that's that, on the uh, card here good vibrations i want to talk <laughs> about that that um you know we kind of do special things with our microphones um what does that mean to you uh, to me, it, it, it is um, really special uh, from the music end of it, um, from the power of broadcast to be able to um, create awareness. Um, there are a lot of reasons in the world today where people need to, you know, pull together, and it's it's the symbol of the microphone um, and the hearts and minds, right, of what we can do with these things to change yeah. the world. What does Telefunken stand for? Telefunken, um, the word tele um, is to transmit, and funken is uh, spark. And it was put together in a way to um, make uh, make work with sparks, um, uh, to transmit at a distance. Um, and that's uh, something that um, has been really the underlying um, connection, you know. I feel very much like it's a, a grounding rod in a sense mm, i love um, it it attracts um a tremendous amount of, of good vibration and um it's an honor to be able to kind of bring those products back and to see whole new generations of people creating music with them um do you find that you tony fishman also attract good vibrations i'd like to think so i find that i jay ryan do and I, I was not always this way, but I certainly do these days. And it's a gift. I had a bunch of stuff that I had to do this morning that I didn't expect to have to do. I thought I'd be able to nice and relax and prepare the show. You saw I was getting new tires and all sorts of stuff. <laughs> Went down to a flat tire this morning. What are you going to do? Um, I had a number of different opportunities to meet strangers that I would have never had a reason or an opportunity to interact with. And it's very interesting to me. I don't know how to say this, but the level of people that are comfortable talking to me are very happy people. And I don't mean that like they're crazy or whatever. I just mean people who aren't having the greatest day aren't looking at me. I'm invisible to them. But people who are like me and who are having a great day also, man, we are attracted to each other like magnets. And I was wondering if you maybe get that a little bit too. I do. I tend to um, get in situations where things collide. Okay, that's kind of what I'm talking about. You know, and... uh, I don't know really when the first time I saw the photo of that 550 spider. But it kind of made a lasting impression. And we're talking about the to find out that there was a connection in the past between Telefunken and Porsche. There we go. Yep. Um so growing up as a kid, um about the time I was a teen, you know, my my grandfather uh um, we joked. My my brother had uh, gotten a car um, from my grandfather, and my brother I think uh, ended up with like an Opel Manta in '72 <laughs> or something because <laughs> uh, he wanted a German car, but it needed to be an expensive German. But at a time car. when it wasn't, yeah, yeah cool. Well, I thought it was cool. It had a lightning bolt on the front of it, it bright orange. <laughs> and you know, I was a little kid, and you know, my brother's ten years older. And, 
you know, so I said to my grandfather, I said, you know, you know, one day, you know, is there any way I could, you know, maybe get a Porsche? And he said, oh, you'll be lucky if you ever get you Volkswagen, you know. <laughs> so it started that me West on, Hartford mentality. Started me on a pursuit of Volkswagen, um, and which led into um, after kind of getting telefunk and off the ground it led into a why did affair it with why Porsche. did it make you go towards volkswagen was it because he said you'd be lucky to get a volkswagen so you thought oh that might be attainable i should start there there's that and you know sh- you know uh chutzpah if you will you know i wanted to wanted yeah. to be successful i wanted to um but you said porsche first and now you're going to volkswagen uh, well no i did you have the connection already in your mind because they're so similar i, I just think the curious. two things are connected in the way that i associate with them is you know, I look at those earliest pictures of the um, uh, bent window uh, pre-A uh, cars, you know, Beautiful. with the telephone and radio in the dash. And, uh, yeah, there's nothing more that... You said it to me, too. I've <laughs> No more words. You know, <laughs> I, I, I could stand there and just look at that and drive it or, you know, a lot of those radios don't work all that well. And... Um, for what the cars are worth. Well, I mean, it, back in the day, they worked great. They sounded fantastic, but there are very few people who can actually fix those radios today mm-hmm. um, or who have the tubes to, to do that. Um, and it opened sort of Pandora's box for me in that I really like the idea of, you know, a German car radio company, a German car company creating such beautiful machinery you know that the the gear needs to needs to survive. So, um, pretty much as soon as I had this any, is the switch for the microphone. Any, He's got to do any, the radio for the Porsche. You any, see it too, right? I see it yeah. all. It's so cool to see how the parallels so converge. I eventually, got to really be interested in Porsche. You know, as a kid, uh, there were in my neighborhood there were a couple fathers who had uh, cars nearby in the garage. I was a very you know, aware of these cars and, uh, and nosy is what we call it. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> no, you were, you mean they were on your radar, right? They were on my radar. Right oh, away. okay. And, 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 and a close friend of mine growing up, a neighbor of mine who m- mowed an awful lot of lawn, uh, <laughs> ended up buying a, a 924 and then eventually a 944. And, uh, there was another neighbor of mine that had a 914 six. Whoa. And, um, I think my dentist at the time had a 911 <laughs> and you know like growing up as a kid I saw those cars and you know I'm gonna have to have one as an adult and and it's just weird to find something that I love so much in the Telefunken brand connect to both music the radios and the cars um it doesn't make sense right there's no other way to tie all your interests such together a rich rich history find out that 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 car and that sponsorship won a pan-american race one of the first i think that car was the first uh, livery i think it was the first official porsche before that sponsorship hadn't that hand-painted one you know with the fletcher aviation telephone i'm i'm getting like fever wave 50 i think it was number 55 55. and it was was of course a 55 54 oh it was okay 54 um speedster but that uh the f- one time I uh, was blessed to visit uh, the factory in Stuttgart, I walked into the museum, and I come up the front stairs, <sighs> and there it is. 
and I remember seeing it and just like is that the actual car? Yeah, it's at the museum, so it is yeah. right. Oh it's my right god, it's front, it's front and center. That is the coolest. It's front and center, and there's so <laughs> much. Is that a religious experience for you? That would be yeah. Ah, you know the yeah. I mean that that's that's it. That's you know at at the mothership, no less. I mean, there are Game other Ranger. there are other parts of of those cars. You know uh, the, the cabriolets, the the coupes, all that early three fifty six stuff. Um, I find all those lines related in things like, you know, the bus and the Beetle. Um, mm. The first car I ever restored was a VW bus, and it is the company's, the Telefunken bus. That was a, that was my first that one? dabble in black mo- and white motorsports. Or cream black, and white, yeah, yeah. Cream, yeah. I found it in Jerome, Stunning. Arizona, and um, restored that, and uh, been working kind of. Uh, with the cars ever since in the background in that when I was in a state not knowing how to make the right decision I would go work on the car and clear my mind and come back and usually when I got done doing whatever I got done doing I figured the other thing out isn't it weird how one focus can get you back to the other one back and forth it's opposite of what you would think it would be yeah my mother and father hate it they unfortunately they want me to just focus you know focus on those microphones tony oh really yeah, well yeah well, it's my, easier they're, to they're, say they're, what's he doing he's doing this one thing <laughs> it, but it's not it's not just one thing it's um it's realizing that really anything's possible um with the right focus and the right team and the right relationships yes um you know i've been really lucky to have a couple project cars that uh, have turned into something my my, my latest and greatest venture was to try to figure out how to make a vintage 911 are we getting right into it this is the feast of the resistance here i mean my goodness all right so before we actually get to that you've done a few uh naturally uh, well i should say gas burning yeah uh 911 i don't want to call them resto mods but they're what would you Um, how would you i've done everything from preservation class car that i want to keep as original as possible to full-on restoration you know my first real significant car was building a 73 2.8 liter rsr um i used a company called automobile associates uh in canton connecticut there okay dear friends of mine and uh you know um i got through that project it was a seven-year project to build the car and it taught me really everything about rsrs and the racing yeah, side of the 911 um sts which i really like that me too growing of the ducktail um and, <laughs> and, and and the whale tail and, yeah and everything that followed um you know those cars are are are, are precious to me um well you have a bunch of 911s too don't yeah, you yeah i do you I, want it to? Can I'm, we let's get on a list of uh, at least a couple jump of them? In, let's so just, I have people some here are going to want to know. This is where it turns into the Porsche AA meeting, right? <laughs> this is what our people want to see. So, <laughs> so I, I I do own a bunch of cars, and some of those cars are. Uh, um, uh, there's a '68 912 rally car. Jeez, oh. that was owned by a guy named Albin Greberg, who raced in Sweden um, with that car. And um, I chased it down after a few years, um, got very lucky um, to find it. Um, and um, there are a few that are, are car, that car and the RSR, I think, are cars I'd probably always keep if I can afford to. Mm-hmm. And, um, I have a 58 uh, 
356A Cabriolet in ivory, um, which is sort of the oldest car I, I have. I've always wanted to end up with a car with a Telefunken radio in it. So, so you got to get back to the A's, right? Eventually. Yeah. If I, I'm, I'm late to the game, though, because I've been distracting myself with, you know, some of these other projects. Um, but uh, I've always had a couple of track cars, um, a 78 SC 3-liter, um, some smart racing suspension stuff on it, and real great fun at Lime Rock. I was going to say, you go to Lime Rock, uh, yeah, right? Yeah, I've been, I've been driving there uh, with Lime Rock, uh, the club at Lime Rock for... Are you part uh, of the club? Ten years. Driver's club? There, yeah. Um, and before that, I did a lot with uh, Connecticut Valley Region uh, Porsche Club. And Shout out to Zone their, One. Their D, DE program. Um, Shout out to Zone One, PCA. Sort of taught me how to drive and uh, what, what a 911 could do at the track. I, I cannot believe the amount of the beating that these cars take. Yeah. So did you really learn to, to hurt on a 911 at Lime Rock? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. 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 That's amazing. So diving into the left and just... Yeah, it's seeing it's, what happens. It's a really beautiful track, a great facility. Uh, Skip's done a tremendous job at making us all feel really welcome there and taking care of the track. When I was a kid, I went to the Skip Barber Racing School there, but it was um, neons and <laughs> I want to get this right. Definitely stealths, I, maybe Avengers, but definitely Dodge stealths and then Vipers. And I don't think I even got up to the Viper, but I think Jeez. it was like, you know what I mean? We think of Porsches and Vets and all these other things. Neons. <laughs> on that track, and that's the one on yellow car, yeah. That, yeah, that. exactly. So, like, you know, I through CVR and you know uh, got involved with some of the car shows there, and um, um, really great community in New England. You know, there's guys like uh, Wayne Carini. Yeah, um, at forty. You know, and uh, um, my my dear friend Dean Cassano from Motor Cars Incorporated. Uh, in Plainville, Connecticut. Okay. Dean um, introduced me to the Dream Ride. Uh, oh, so we're talking about, all right. In, in, in Farmington, <laughs> Connecticut. This is August 23rd through the 25th. Dreamride.org, we believe it is. Yes, dreamride.org. Uh, dreamride um, this is uh, probably the most fun I've ever had um, in, in motorsports and, and socially. Uh, um, Philanthropic. Um, is it an this, annual event? This is an annual this, event that has awesome. uh, raised $2 million last year for the Special Olympics. Oh, my goodness. The um, best of the best show up with their cars, and they do a cruise where they take athletes out in the cars for a short uh, really? uh, drive. And um, there's neat. a big uh, Harley rally, I think, that drives up from Florida. Wow. Um, and uh, it's just... It's a big to-do. It's just amazing. And your, uh, what, what is your involvement with that? Well, I'm... Other than being their biggest secret weapon, <laughs> which I believe is... <laughs> I, I'm really great friends with Dean, and I really owe it to him in that um, he kind of uh, maybe sees my eye and what I've been capable of doing and um, asked me to kind of come and get involved. And... Um, I've been bringing cars and showing cars there and being a part of the community there and helping out. We sponsored a polo match recently. A polo match? Yeah. The horse one, yeah? Yeah. yeah. All right. So How does that of, connect? Well, <laughs> the polo grounds right there, they have a equestrian oh, stable and, 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 and do uh, um, a great job at um, introducing people to polo. And, um, you know, it's a passion of... Uh, um, Michael Bizzuto, who ah, uh, now I see. is uh, 
So know. does he have his own, uh, I don't know, would you call it a ring? A, uh, what do you call it, a field? Yeah, there's a pole field there and, and equestrian stable and beautiful. a really beautiful facility for the dream ride. And it is just such an amazing thing to see. Um, Where is it? Where is it located? Uh, you may have said it, but I want to In Farmington, sure. Connecticut at okay. the Farmington Polo Grounds. Okay. Oh, that's so it's just that simple, Farmington Polo Grounds. Okay. Yeah. So it's a, it's a hometown event for me. And I usually Where you raised $2 million for Special Olympics. Yeah. It's a fantastic thing. He's incredibly humble. It's fantastic. We made some Stars and Stripes microphones for Michael um, to, to bring out. And, and uh, you know, I think the symbol of the microphone is almost like a torch. The baton and the torch, sure. Both, yeah, all so, the above. So, um, you know, I really like the idea of getting involved with um, um, different causes. And um, in this new year, 2019, I'm going to try to start something called um, Colors for Causes in that. I, have you seen any of our colored microphones? We make them in different They're colors. microphones of color, of course. Yeah. But yes, I have seen those. They're gorgeous. Um, we, the, ours arrived beautiful. It was only the lighting and everything that we had to sort of blacken them all out. So I think it was your eye caught that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, the colors, um, you know, I'd like to in the future maybe find a cause for each color oh, and then have, donate That's proceeds from the sale of that particular that maybe microphone match the ribbons to, to or each cause. Mm, and, um, you know, maybe even find artists that like being behind the cause and um you know we've had we've done some really fun stuff with 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 microphones uh we should also probably say i mean <laughs> and personalizing them this little podcast is not the type of um uh, echelon talent that they normally <laughs> place their products with some of the bands you've told me about that actually use your products are i mean can you name any of them um, these, are, these are people that people know probably most consistently probably one of the biggest would be um well, I'm going to give a shout out to my friends at Fish. <laughs> um, yeah, and, your friends at Fish, exactly. Yeah, I happen to love them also. Yeah, yeah. no, no. I've been relation, to some of their but, shows. Uh, you know. Oh, that's right. <laughs> um, but we must be brothers or something like that. Uh, connected. They use somehow. your stuff for their shows. Yeah, yeah. That's incredible. I love it, that. That's I'm assuming from following the dead, though, that you've probably been into Fish for a long time, also. Yeah, well, in the beginning, I after Jerry passed, I uh, took a little while for me to hang my hat somewhere else, so to speak. But uh, always been there and really liked what they what they do and sure. Um, and it's just the energy is just yeah. scintillating. You I know, totally get it. Un- unbelievable times with music, and these guys are so awesome. Uh, for Halloween, they. Um, did this uh we had they had a whole bunch of white mic they wanted everything white for the stage so they asked us if we could help them with That's cool with white microphones and white mic stands and getting everything for them i uh, bet that looked so cool yeah it sounds kind of neat i don't yeah, know what the what the goal was but yeah it they, like um, or they, something. they uh I, I i don't know if i can pronounce it uh they played i guess they changed the their name for a moment as uh the translation in Swedish for Swedish fish. Oh, that's um, very funny. Oh, yeah. That's pretty funny. But, uh, <laughs> it's very cool. It sounds like a way cooler version of a white party. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> but I love it. Since um, Jerry passed, you know, um, going to shows like that where there's a community of people who are there to, you know, kind of let their hair out and have a good time and be different and yeah. weird and have fun and be willing to be part of the mix. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. But that's that's not everybody. So, all right, so Fish. Other, other bands. Um, you know, uh, man, I could name drop um, 
you know, ZZ you don't Pop have, oh, really? is, is one, very impressive. Green, green Day, <laughs> um, you know, we've done microphones for Celine Dion. Um, really? You know, um, mm. there's uh, um, one of the Van Halen back in the... In the I didn't mean to put you on the spot. I just I want other people to know There's that you lots know. Of, lots of lots. I, I could go on and on. Um, you know, we've had a really great friend in in Nashville over the years, um, Martina McBride, um, mm. her husband John McBride. Um, I consider him kind of like. Without his help, I would have never been able to do what I did because I had this really great collection of vintage microphones and. And it ended up going back to Nashville. I mentioned it's the from Nashville, yeah. So those microphones ended up going to John McBride at, at Blackbird Studios in Nashville, and um, I truly believe they belong there. And um, and I'm glad that he has them. And and you do seem to be that he's guy. Sort he, of kind of like <laughs> you get helped us uh, kind of yeah. by by transferring the en- energy out of those vintage microphones. Uh, kind of gave. He, he's the godfather of being able to kind of like go forward uh, what helped create and and make the business what it is if I hadn't had that that relationship I, I don't think I would have been able to make the steps forward that neat I did what a, and a wonderful shout out to your friend yeah, yeah. bravo um, alright I want to talk about now your future Porsche stuff because this is where you're starting to get excited you're also yeah, the, getting you're, this is all sort of happening right now right yeah it is happening right <laughs> I now. I mean, like right now. <laughs> As we speak. As we speak. So so uh, what's going on? What's your latest project? So um, I had this uh, track car that um, I had bought to get the engine out of for another project. And it was a shell that was sitting sort of aside. And I was like, what am I going to do with this? Mm. And, you know, the whole um, idea of elect- making an electric 911. So the Electro RSR. Um, so all of that, we just polarized the audience, right? All of a sudden, we just said 911 and electric. Yeah. So we've just lost. They're half not of supposed them. to go together, correct? Yeah. Those theor- those concepts. They're not. But okay. I like the whole Doctor Frankenstein right. thing of yeah. putting things that necessarily don't belong together right. together and find it. So cross breed of breed of sorts is happening, and that I was able to acquire a, a Tesla motor and wiring harness and some infrastructure from a, a salvage car um, and um, have been making a cradle and uh, batteries. Um, Can you say what model Tesla it was? Uh, I think it was a P85D. So one of the earlier, but the, yeah, the, the big sedans. Yeah, it's a dual motor, the, the m- more expensive version of, right. the, of the Tesla, the faster of the two. It's the rear motor, 500 horsepower. Oh. So well, and, and the, the torque numbers we, you know, I I can't wait to test it. Um, you know, Tesla's made some race cars out of the actual car just by stripping the interior out, and those cars are like two point three seconds, zero to sixty. Yeah. So really, I that, think I think the moment with everything this, in it. Yeah, it it all fit together so well. Um, there uh, were some hurdles along the way, like there are with anything, but we really powered through them. Um, once I was able to figure out um, the drive flanges and connecting the Tesla diff to the Porsche axle, 
um, well. If I may here, from your own words, from you telling me, the goal here will be to essentially eventually have an electric powertrain that someone who has an old vintage 911 could take their motor out, put it on the shelf, get this Telefunken electric kit, for lack of a better term, and I forgive me if I'm... Yeah. Put that in their car, then have all the drivability and all of the stuff that we're talking about future-proofed, and That's then someday still be able to, if they wanted make to, it reverse put the point. other one back in. And if you know what you're doing, you, it's literally about actually, an hour job. I've actually not cut any holes whatsoever. Uh, I've used all existing mount Factory points. mounting points. And my project also is about keeping the same and equal weight distribution as a normal 911. That could so, be radical. So everything needs to be in the same happens. places and the same, you know, all the weight distribution That's and everything. That's really so, so we, neat. We, we weighed everything that came out of the car. Okay. And we weighed everything that went in the car. Um, and um, both my friend Lee and Tony um, have done a great job at fabbing and thinking through all of the shortcomings of, of kind of doing this. And it, I, I want to say it was it – was, uh, relatively quickly, in in a four four months time, we went from concept to actually having car on the ground. Wow, that's really um, quick. The one thing. So I, the car is on the ground now. That's what we're. Car is basically finished. I think. I think uh, with if that f- cold didn't come, I would have been able to test the car and have footage for you today. Wow, it was saying the snowstorm was going <laughs> to. Um, yeah. So I think just after Nam, if I can find an Indian summer one day, I will get that car tested wow. um, before spring. Um, what do you I'm, consider testing? I mean, because it's already it's put together. We know it theoretically works. Well, what I, a lot of people who have done this have done this, and they do it with salvage parts. Okay. And they do it with either Tesla batteries or batteries that have come out of a Chevy Volt or, you know, they're repurposing. Sure. Well... My angle was to try to come up with new battery technology mm. and try to figure out the lightest, safest, most compact, best C-rated batteries that I could find on the planet at this time. Um, the C-rating in a battery is how, much, how quickly the electricity can come out of the battery without it overheating. Wow. Okay. So you need to be able to let discharge discharge very quickly. Um, And um, I met a friend um, through Lee and Tony in Texas. I'll give him a shout out. Mm -hmm. Um, John Metric from Lone Star Battery. Um, We're talking together about possibly co-sponsoring the car. Um, The hope is is to come out with... uh, battery packs um for this purpose um and um we're going to end up with uh running you mean your own proprietary battery packs? our own proprietary oh wow battery okay packs. so that's the, a whole in, different in, thing in the end we'd like to sell telefunken motorsport batteries uh cradles wiring harness speed controller and and a resonator for the sound you're going to come up with at some point. That is something, dude. Like that's so to, cool. Try to figure like out you're that. just getting into like this whole thing that's going to mushroom out. It's yeah, so the cool. Vroom box. Vroom box what? is sort of the idea of of that and and figuring out how to make it sound um, interesting. Could also sound like a land speeder or something. Like I was going to say you could make it sound like anything you want, really. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I, I wouldn't mind, you know, making it sound like a, you know, 
935 or Oh man, something <laughs> you cool. Know, or you hear all the pumps turning on first, all the different whatever. fuel pumps. Yeah, 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 be the uh, digital sample, of all those, That's all those hilarious. classic sounds, and be able to all the toggles and the safety switches. Um, well, this sounds incredibly exciting. But what is the what's your long term goal for this one? Long, I know you're still figuring it out. Goal uh, right now is, is to get the car in the spring to Lime Rock um, to see mm. how efficient it is. Um, I'm hoping the car will be able to do about 60 miles in range. It's a 20 kilowatt battery pack, so it's very small and lightweight. And um, hopefully we'll be able to get out there and do what like a normal DE would be like with uh, CBR. Yeah. You know, so it's usually like 20 minutes to a half hour on track and then a 20 minute to half hour break. And I'm hoping I will be able to basically have the car on the track and you know do something like 20 laps and come in and uh, recharge the car and go back out and basically be out there for you know multiple uh um sessions multiple sessions and uh and not have to fill the car with gas and that's amazing uh be able to you know, charge there. That's what I was going to ask. So you have a mobile charging well, setup. I mean, I know this is all still being figured out. Yeah. Well, you know, there's some talk about maybe uh, solar uh, putting oh, a battery wow. in, putting a battery in a trailer that I can hook up to like a Tesla charge station. So oh. that I have batteries in the trailer, and that the trailer would have a solar component so that I could pull the car into the trailer and charge mm. the car, and also trickle charge the car uh off off the sun's energy this it, is very interesting at at telefunken in south windsor i hope to be able to soon hopefully put solar on the roof of the building so that i can store some electricity in battery packs so that wow. essentially you could create a zero footprint motorsports team to go out and race on the sun which would be a game changer holy cow it just sounds fun it to me sounds so neat. even if this doesn't take over the rest of the world it's going to be its own thing yeah you know what i'm saying it's going to be its own thing there isn't a group for it i hope to create you know a like there is for a drag racing association sure. or whatever a association for people who are interested in in converting cars and uh i can't even imagine what that is going to feel like you know, i'd like to try to keep it porsche centric but i'm sure what I'm doing will happen in a lot of other vehicles eventually. Um, I like where you're starting. Yeah. <laughs> it's a neat way to attack what's coming up and just how to li- live differently in this cool world. Yeah, I mean, if, I we, love can, if we can get out. To do it. Yeah, I don't know. Part of me also connects to the sound. I know this won't be possible because, you know, Sundays are Sundays and they're religious, oh, Lime Rock. religious days. But, you know, Lime Rock's always had this situation with noise. And my way of... You know, did you know that you can't race on yeah, Sunday at Lime Rock? Think, thinking about that kind of thing, and like, you know, okay, well, how can we do what we do and do it so it is less of environmental impact and do it quietly? Um, well, the technology is there for that now, and uh, I want to be the the guy to kind of not necessarily rush out there, but show people that it's possible and um, to use that Telefunken. Are you a uh, dreamer? To, you know, to spark the imagination of yeah. what the transmitting the spark is all Beautiful. about, right? I could see where you were going. Yeah. So, oh gosh, that's so cool. Yeah, I'm so glad I know you. Like, I'm really excited Same. for not only how we came t- to know each other, but that I do now know you. 
Yeah, I'm well, very curious to see where you take all of this. I'm thankful to be here and the opportunity to to be on your show and oh, and to come out here and, and speak from the heart and um you know it's it's uh completes the circuit, right? It's it's what a, it's what the audience and the band feel, right? And to be able to be here and sit here with you and with these microphones and create and discuss dreams and you know what what a it's an opportunity right like yeah. what a wonderful opportunity yeah. it's a gift um you're incredibly positive you talked about good vibrations and everything before were you always that way have you are you a happy person like do you wake up just happy or um how does it work for you you know i've been through uh, a bunch of things in, in life um you know, I like to think that I am positive. Um, the Telefunken machine is is a difficult one to run. I imagine. Um, and um, I'm learning as I go. Um, I'm not going to mince my words. Um, I have great days and I have not so great days. Um, I try to create and imagine myself in those great moments and more and more of them, you know, uh, and, and make them possible. That's awesome. Um, you know, at home, um, I love being in the studio. I love it when the bands come in and record. I love being part of that. Um, I love being part of a team. So you know how to fulfill yourself. Basically, you know how to, you've got enough things out there where I can just, I can poke from this one. I can pick from this one, pick from this one, yeah. whatever it takes maybe that day. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, it's like yin and yang, you know, yeah. you can't have lightning bolts and, and the white part of the logo without like some darkness to surround it. You don't have the contrast. Yeah. So, you know, I think that's what life is about is, you know, kind of like figuring out how to deal with that contrast and Bravo. how it aligns with the stars. Right. You know, like the working with a guy in, in Connecticut now helping me with a business plan forward for the next, you know, five, seven. Right now we're looking at three years and what we can really, really do. But, um, you know, he, his business, uh, um, he hit me to this thing that the sailors used to do with the stars, right? They mm -hmm. find the load star. They find the star in the sky, which when they know where that is, right, they can, they can point their way find their path and i think that is really what the telefunken brand can be about is uh changing the way people think making good vibrations mm. getting gear where it needs to be where the rubber hits the road and you know whether it be rock and roll or you know motors and asphalt i i kind of like the idea of uh doing something to help people's perception of you know what's cool to do in motorsport and try something a little different i know Bravo. there are guys who that doesn't sound like a 911 <laughs> there will always be that but it is what it is we'll, we'll we will find a way to to, to make it sound good one of the last things i definitely want to talk about before you go and i'm not trying to push you out but yeah. you let me know um you mentioned one of your happy places being when the bands come into the studio. Oh, yeah. One of my favorite things on the internet is Live from the Lab. Can we yeah. talk about Live from the Lab for Please. a second? Yes. 
Um, this is a, a, a series, I guess, for lack of a better term, that, that you and Telefunk can put on. It's, uh, it's got its own YouTube channel. It's done live from the studios in yep. South Windsor. Yep. Um, that the, the, the uh, bus that you talked about is actually generally in the shot sometimes. Yep. And um, the level of, uh, not the level, I should say. Hmm, I don't know how to say this. You have a very eclectic uh, group of people who come in to play for you. And I don't know how this works, if they're coming to play for you, if they're coming to play for tape of their performance. I don't know how this works. The fidelity, the production value, the quality, the sound, everything is exceptional to the point where I just put it on the big TV through the Apple TV and turn it up. And she's like, what is that? I'm like, oh, it's a Telefunken Live from the Lab. Listen to those horns, man. They're wailing. She's like, that sounds so good. I I can feel it. Through the house. It is so cool. Everyone who works there loves music or is involved with music. The whole thing is completely organic in how it grew. How did it start? Well, you know, the guys in the lab like playing music. So, (sighs) like, you know, all right, we're going to make this microphone. We have to figure out what it sounds good on. We have to you know, make adjustments and... So it was a real lab to start. Yeah, I mean, the, the microphones grew out of the lab and the music is now growing out of the lab that surrounded the microphones to figure out whether or not we like the way they you sounded get it? on it's what they... It's pinch me, right? It's unbelievable. Art, life, art, life, art, life. <laughs> it's, it's really great. It's um, good to be you, I hope. Uh, you know, and looking at you, it's good to be you. I hope it is. In continuing with the whole Connecticut thing, you know, I really like the fact that I've been able to work with with Connecticut and, and uh, local artists, and and that uh, we're a company that's willing to to hear or listen to anyone's story. And you know, it's not just about dropping names. Right. It's about you know being in the right place at the right time uh have you seen this alan stone is one of the live from the labs is it a recent one because i'm usually pretty caught up it's our most successful of all the live from okay i'm sure i've seen it four seasons and when he came in i had no i no idea who he was and then i was there for when they when they did the recording and i knew that it was special when they recorded it but i seeing it finished and then seeing the response from the social media i think mm. it has over 200,000 oh my goodness views. wow most of our things get like you know 2000 2000 likes or maybe 20,000 likes but to go into the you know 200,000 likes it's a different caliber it's, it's great i mean i'm sure one day hopefully we'll keep you know growing and and having other artists come and well we're going to talk about that too because we want to do musical guests and you've got a place and a setup and everything so i think we're going to figure something out there yeah blow it out yeah well he's got even bigger ideas he's like i want to do them out there and we'll just get a place and i'm like okay i like it that's telefunk and sponsored sounds great (laughs) been really positive and um i'm really excited to get back and and after nam kind of like get that stage dialed in yeah I mean, you. it's it's dialed. <laughs> uh, that's that's. Well, you what, just redid the floors or something the other day. Yeah, I like I like um, you know I'm very aware of like the aesthetic and how it feels for people. And we built product in that room on that floor for 15 years. There were literally like 
places where people sat with their chair and like it, you know. They had a record release party there the other night with, with yeah. lights and fog and everything. I so mean, it was a huge deal. We've you know, gone through and cleaned it all up. And really now the soundstage is a soundstage. And it's, it's less of a lab now. It's really, we have to now develop this, this new thing, which will be, you know, how do we use this tool in Connecticut to kind of feature what we're doing and have it. Well, can people yeah. rent it out? How do people? Yeah, I mean, we should we should make yeah. them know if like telephone is accessible to them. Like, yeah, to record there. Yeah, yeah, they can come in. Does it have to be music? This might be a silly question. I'm sorry, yeah, but I used to, to know com- there, do a lot of wanna, comedy stuff. Is yeah, that similar? Talked to a few people that wanted to come in and rent rent the room to build a set. That's what I was thinking. It's a to, very large room. Film. Yeah, it was well, a fifty by fifty room. Um, the reality is, the other side of the building, there's another thirty thousand square feet there that I hope in a year oh. or two could maybe even become a bigger soundstage. Oh, wow. So... Seeing how this goes. Yeah, baby steps. I love it. You Gosh, know, I just want to hug you nonstop. Yeah. Every answer is my favorite. Yeah, they were, you know, for a little while, there was a group that was trying to start something like this uh, Hollywood East. and um, It's been in the works for over a decade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's literally the land they were thinking about doing this is is a stone's throw. It's like less than a quarter of a mile from Telefunken. And, uh, you know, the whole time I was reading about this in the paper, I'm like, we're here. We're, we're already here. here. We're like, already here. You know, Horton, Horton gives a who, you know? We're like, <laughs> acknowledge us. Just acknowledge. We're here. There is somebody doing this. And, you know, the state of Connecticut is funny in that everyone's kind of involved with politics and keeps blinders on. And it takes a certain type who go out and actually see a performance you know, go to a private party or something like that mm. at our space. And, you know, when they see it, they're like, why don't we do more why, stuff here? Why does it sound so good? You know, <laughs> is that true? <laughs> you know, because it's like, we're just not expecting of, it. We just, you know, I love the fact that it's acoustically treated and, you know, like, uh, I feel like the guy from Jurassic Park. You know, <laughs> spend no expense. No expense but, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Sir we, Tony Fishman. We really, you know, that's the mentality of, in, but in a responsible, very responsible way to kind of like create an environment where musicians can come and use cool equipment and be happy and make good vibrations. And I think we're, it's like about to explode. I'm on board. Yeah. Um, we are obviously doing everything we can to get the name out there. What else can we do to help you? Um, well, uh, if you're interested in what's going on with Telefunk and Motorsports, Telefunk and Motorsports website, telefunkandmotorsports.com. Um, there are some pictures of the project there under the Electro Motors section. I spent some time there last night. The RSR is there. You can see it. Like the, what, the electric one that you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, you can see it. Yeah, yeah. Lots of, lots of pictures. Every picture from the beginning of the project to the end of the project will be published there. Um, there are other cars there that uh, are some of my tributes um, uh, and, and resto mods. I, I like sort of backdating 964s and oh, stuff that like that. Um, Where do you keep your cars? Do you, uh, are you able to keep them at home or do you have a, keep them at Telefunken, I guess? A couple of them are at my, at my home. Uh, I have a small shop in Plainville, Connecticut. It's a private shop by appointment only. Um, what do you mean you have a small shop? Uh, yeah, I have a... Is this another little side? Yeah, Telefunken Motorsports has, th- <laughs> you know, three bays. There are about 20 cars there. I didn't there. realize that. Good um, for you. And um, I hope to move that to South Windsor at some point. Good um, for you. I'm hoping that the Electro Project will allow people to see that we're capable of much more and um, that, that this passion needs to, needs to not be... Uh, 
There are a few people out there. We've gone, we've gone to a handful of cars and coffee places where you'll find somebody who converted a 912 or a 911, and they're driving them. I mean, I can't speak to what they are or whatever, but there at least are some people out there who are already ready The interest is there. The curiosity is there. I, it's definitely a good time to get into that. Yeah, well, this car should be unique in that we are, we are doing it so that the motor will truly run on 500 volts. It's not mm. detuned. So we're going to get whatever that Tesla motor is capable of. We will see what that is like in a lightweight 911 RSR shell. It's really neat. I You're going to need think some it, kind I of... I think it's going to be a two-second car. Wouldn't it have to be if you can get it to connect? If I can get it to hook up in the right temperature with the right tires, I think it'll be a two-second car. But shouldn't you have a bigger advantage because of where that placement is over those rear wheels than even Tesla? I think so. Yeah, I think so, too. I think you're in good shape. I think you're in really good shape. Yeah. Yes. You may have to detune this thing. So I'm, I'm, I'm for you. really curious to see fun. what happens with that. And, uh, you know, I don't know if there's ever been a 911 that's had a 0 to 60 in two seconds. I don't need one. That's crazy. I'm scared. I'm not going to drive it that fast. I can't wait to drive it, but I can't wait to take it up in the canyons. I, I, I hope I'm... Hopefully you're going to do some West Coast testing. Qualify. Yeah, I would, I would, I would really love to. Um, you know, the problem with the snow back there. I gotta find yeah, I'll a way get you to, every time. Find a way to be out here with the cars. <laughs> <laughs> Did you buy that? Uh, I know you were thinking about it. Did you get a, a Beck replica 50? Uh, we've been talking about that for years. Okay, and, all right. And, and so there, was, there was one actually... Uh, about two years ago, that was in the basement of the Peterson Museum. That was an Alloy 550 replica. Oh, whoa! That I almost was o- the scale the trigger the s- on. Was the scale the same, or was it? It was replica scale. It was really, really, really close. The the little blip behind the headrest, that little arrow mm-hmm. thing that they had on there, which is removable. Yeah, the little cone. Yeah, the aerodynamic. It, I didn't think the size of that was right, but. You know, but overall, it's, it's, it's hard because they're not a lot like all the 550 replicas are of later cars and the 54. Uh, if you look at it, the hood is different in the front and mm. unique to that, that, that car. But um, I have a feeling you'll figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, nah, it's not a problem. The wheels just turn, and then like you're like, oh, no, yeah, I'll I deal with it. I, for 30 I, years, I, it's not I, a problem. Yeah. I think a, a lightweight car especially one, you know, fiberglass, like a kit like that. Yeah. That would be electric that you could build in your garage. You're saying all the right things. Would be like, you know. If it's got my little name on here that I love so much, that'll be really cool. You know, I think. You're onto something, man. I I think that that's something I'd I'd like to do. Um, Uh, Microphones, Porsches, classic and electric, Grateful Dead, Connecticut, live from the lap, good vibrations, and thedreamride.org. We got everything on my list. How do you feel? I feel great. You are awesome. Yeah. I mean that. Thank you. It means a lot to us that you uh, have taken a chance on some people you didn't know. It means a lot to us that you came out here and um, are sitting in that chair in front of us to get to know us. Um, And I'm really very optimistic and enthusiastic about a future, whatever that might be. Yeah. I hope uh, this is the first of many, many visits back. And, uh, you know, we'll uh, see if you guys... uh, Want to, I'll send you that footage of the car when it when it runs. Oh, you make kidding me? Yeah, we're gonna let everybody know. The guys are working as we speak. I think on uh, building the charger for it. You build a car like that, and I, that's the part that I uh, Achilles' heel, if you will. We got a little caught up on on 
focusing all the energy in the car and not thinking about the charger so much. <laughs> so um, that's what's going on right now. And I, I apologize for not having the footage of the car running. I can't read it, but what's it say? Oh my gosh, oh, yeah, should, that's huge should, and important, should, should, shall we? Oh, should yeah. Mention that. yeah. Hey, we're, we're wrapping it up here. May as well talk about the Holocaust. <laughs> no, this is important, actually. This yeah, is important, and so, it goes very deep for you. Um, yeah, my, um grew up, um, my mom was a Holocaust survivor, um, and um, my grandfather um, and grandmother and uncle and mother were very lucky to survive. Um, and um, my sister has written a great book um, about sort of our family story and their exodus from uh, Germany to Holland and then uh, what happened sort of after the war. Um, but um, What's the book? The book is called Tootie's Promise. Okay. It's available on That's Amazon. Right. Um, Heidi Fishman is the author. Um, and it is a really amazing story um and um it's know, also ties into you and why you're yeah um you know the telefunken brand was founded in 1903 and of course around world war ii adolf hitler kind of took this brand to beginning uh begin expressing messages of hate you know as it did with so many <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, 1936 Olympics was the first Olympic broadcast. You know, I think there's like a scene in... Contact. Contact, right? Yeah, they sent it to uh, space. It's the first, the first man-made broadcast so, to space, yeah. Like, um, vibrations are really important to me. And um, so the fact that um, this brand was kind of taken to do something like that, uh, I'm on a mission to make you sure to bring it back. that it is here for good vibrations only. I want to do something to cancel out that negative um, part of, of maybe how it was used yeah. and to make sure that, you know, people know that it's a Jewish family in Connecticut. <laughs> With a, a Holocaust survivor as the matriarch. Yeah, who are very aware of wanting to spread good vibrations and change the world through the power of broadcast and, and music. Um, Man, now I really want to hug you. Yeah. <laughs> it's the it same thing we want to do. It's, you know, the whole thing, yeah. just taking your positivity and putting it out there. Um, that is a, a, an awesome, sorry, it's an awesome story. Thank you for sharing it. Yeah. goes yeah. deep with you. goes real deep. Yeah, it's all, it's all connected and... Um, I uh, I'm really grateful, uh, such good friends, um, and opportunity galore, right? You know, absolutely. I love it. This is the beginning of many. It's the first so, of many. I don't even yeah. know what that means. It better it be. is the first of many. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, Mrs. Ryan, this has been like one of those religious experiences. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you remember somebody used to say that about Breakfast Club. Like, blah blah blah, having breakfast with these people is like a religious experience. Oh yeah. That's what this sort of this whole thing sort of was. Yeah. Usually it's me with the he- I'm the one who's heavier with the stuff and with the backstory and everything. And now I get somebody else to sit here and I can sort of geek out on their story for a little bit. It's it's exciting for me. Yeah, it's been very neat. 
I love you, Mrs. Ryan. I love uh, you too. Speaking of, though, I love you, Mrs. Ryan. We love you, Tony <laughs> Fishman. We love you at home. Uh, let's see. Tomorrow we've got Al. I don't know how to say this last name. Descharm. It is Al Descharm, comedian. Thursday we've got Stephanie Curtis from Brass Knuckles. That'll be yeah. fun. Yeah. Um, and in the meantime, like I said, I love you. I love you. Love you. We love everybody at home. Love one another. And um, see you guys tomorrow. Have a great night. See you soon, mister. This is so much fun for us. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Have a great night, everybody.